Some years ago, I would um, connect with India's leading prophet, and he would really annoy me, as prophets often do. And he would say to me, Tark, you're not a man for the four walls. Get out of the four walls. And it really annoyed me because I was working hard, people were being saved, I was traveling to the nations, but he was insistent, get out of the four walls. Here's a question I want to ask you, and you'll see it come on the uh, screen shortly. What happens if a lion is captured and put in a cage? Sweet, eh? Sweet little lion. Do you know what happens? It loses its roar because it's confined in a cage. It's confined in a cage, and it no longer has to hunt or claim its territory. Right, and uh, so that's what happens. You put it in a cage. It doesn't have to go out finding its food, does it? It doesn't have to conquer it. Uh, it doesn't have to catch any bears or whatever the lions catch. It uh, no longer has to hunt or claim territory. It's content to stay within a cage. So it, what, what it needs to be is a roaring lion. So let's get this. There we are. Okay, that's the roaring lion. Let's go back to the other one in the cage. Here's the question. Which one are you? Which one are you? Huh? You see, you see, what the prophet was saying to me, Tark, get out of the cage. God's got more for you than you realize. Don't lose your roar. The lion of the tribe of Judah is in you, is he not? Yeah. Hey, the righteous are bold as a lion. There's a roar in you. There's a roar in you to conquer territory, to expand, to enlarge to break out, to break loose in your community, in your street, in your workplace, wherever it is, there's a lion in you and he is wanting to roar. We were born, friends, to take territory. Genesis 1, let me read to you in 26 and 28. God said, let us make man in our own image. Let him have dominion. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. We are anointed to conquer to subdue, to take territory for God in Jesus. How many of you reckon there's a bit of territory in our nation that needs to be taken for God? Yeah, okay, part of that territory is yours because there's places you are no one else is gonna get to. So it can be local territory, taking your, you know, your family, your workplace, your street, your school, your community. It can be our nation. It can be the nations of the world. It can be all over the place. My message to you this morning is don't get confined to the four walls of a church. By all means, work in the church. Work hard in the church. We need to do that. We've got to run a church, but don't be locked inside the four walls. There's a whole world out there that God wants you to influence and impact and conquer in Jesus' name. Tell the person next to you, never lose your roar. <laughs> I was going to get you all to roar at your neighbor, but I don't know what kind of sound we might have got out of that. <clears throat> The primary anointing in the book of Acts is apostolic. And the early church, which is our blueprint, was always, always, always conquering new territory. They were not confined to the four walls. They impacted their community, the city, the nation. They saw a great harvest. They were planting churches. They were influenced. In fact, they turned the world upside down. The early church is our blueprint. That's what the church is meant to be like, always expanding. Never confined. In fact, most of the ministries you read in this book in the New Testament, most of the miracles and healings were in the marketplace. Yeah. Not in the synagogue. 
Most of the apostles were out in the marketplace. You see, God's power flows most where it is most needed. It's most needed out there where the lost are. Most of the ministry of Jesus was outside the synagogue in the marketplace. And that's what's, uh, what we are meant to be doing as well. So you know the story of the Heidelberg Bell. We'll go through it quickly because most of you know it. It's locked in a cage. You'd walk 12 feet forward and 12 feet back. They decide to release it in a zoo or an open area. No, sorry, not in a zoo. Out in an open area where there's trees and grass and, and, and streams and water. And so they took the bear, put it into the open area, opened the door of the cage and let it loose, set it free. But the bear just walked to the door, turned around, walked back 12 feet forward and back. They couldn't get it out. They began to try and poke it out. It'd go to the door, but it wouldn't go out of the cage. So they thought, we'll try and smoke it out. So they lit some smoke there that was gonna, not going to harm it. it. You know, it was influenced by the smoke, didn't like it, but it still walked to the door, wouldn't go out. So they then got the best bear food in the world, whatever that is, put it outside the door. They thought, this will get the bear out. If it was you or me, it would got us out. But the bear walks to the door, sniffs it, and then walks back 12 feet forward, 12 feet back. They can't get it out of the cage. So finally, they inject it, they put it to sleep. Remove the cage. Total freedom. Bear gets up, wakes up, 12 feet forward, 12 feet back. See, what was the problem with the bear, friends? It was bound in its mind. The bear kept thinking, this is my territory. This is what I am to rule over. That little cage, 12 feet forward and 12 feet back. Not realizing that outside the cage was what a whole new world that the bear was actually created for. And many of us, friends, we become like the bear. We get locked inside our cage, maybe within the four walls of a church, and we think, this is my territory. This is, my, this is all I can do for God. This little box, maybe that you're involved in right more. You know, this is my limit. I can't go beyond this cage. I can't go beyond the four walls of the church. I can't do more than I'm doing now. I can't impact my street, my family, my work. I can't do it. I'm here to say, yes, you can. Tell the person next to you, get out of your cage. Yeah, it's time to get, look, there's a whole world out there waiting for you, friends. Whole world that you're anointed for to influence, to impact, and to conquer. But the first step is we've got to believe we can do it, and we've got to get out of our confined space and thinking, this is all I can do for Jesus. So I want to ask this question. Why is this spirit, this roar, this mandate to take new charity, why has it been lost in most churches and most Christians? So whatever happened? Whatever happened to the book? What happened to the New Testament church? Where did, where did, where did we lose this whole thing? Well, what happened was centuries ago, the title and function of apostle, remember the New Testament's all about the apostles. It was removed. They replaced it with the word bishop. And with that came a massive shift from church leaders being mission-minded and conquering new territory to focusing mostly on the local church. And so the focus became more about teaching and caring for God's people, which is unbelievably important. We've got to do that. But at the same time, they lost the roar to go out for what they were created. 
See, the reason we love and care people and teach them is to equip them to roar in the community. But what happens is we stop inside the four walls and no one goes, well, few people go out and really do what God has called them to do. So teachers and pastors became preeminent? Well, whatever. (coughs) They, They sort of began to take the most important place. Now, all ministry gifts are essential, but it's the apostolic that carries a passion to expand the kingdom of God. And the apostolic will see believers released from their cages. That's the mission of the apostolic ministry and anointing. I want to ask you, what new territories are you planning or looking to take? Because if you're not looking for anything, then you are actually in your cage, locked, bound, where God's got a whole world out there for you to influence. Now, it could be more territory within the church, for it, fair enough, to make your small group larger, to use your gifts to serve God and build His, his uh, kingdom. But my focus today is taking territory outside of the church, starting with your family. That's the best place to start. If you've got any unsaved relatives, begin to think, I'm called to conquer this territory. Your workplace, your street. You know, you can go whatever work you might do in the community. See, one way you can enlarge your territory is actually by financial giving. You just give, and by giving, you can heal nations. One of the ways I enlarge my church, I give to every guest ministry, or virtually every guest ministry comes our way, because I want to be a part of their ministry. That way, I'm enlarging my church. That's actually the easiest way to do it. But you can pick up on that one if you like. But see, I'm always after new territory, and I trust you are. So I'm, I'm after Auckland City. That's why we've started a church in the city. We've got more territory to take. We want to conquer more ground for Jesus. I, you know, I'm interested in, in, in Christchurch. So we've got Christ, New Zealand beyond there. But now we've got Egypt and beyond, Pakistan and beyond. We're going to do Vietnam and beyond. I've got my eyes on Northland as well. I want more territory. Why? There's a roar in me that is wanting to get out and do what God has anointed and called Church Unlimited, you and I, to do in Jesus' name. As I said, I just, you know, this during this week, I'm wanting to reach my unsaved friends. So how do you do that? Well, I have to make appointments to get together with them. I ring them up. I email them. Say, can we have a lunch together? And, you know, they're more than happy to get together. I have found. And these are friends going back 20, 30 years. Reconnect them. Give them a book. That sort of stuff. And uh, why? Because there's more territory I want to conquer. See, some of my friends, I want to conquer that territory for Jesus. What territory is God wanting you to pursue? Let me give you four apostolic verses. Number one. 2 Chronicles 25, 9. The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Anyone believe that? God's got more for you? Not just more, much more. He's got much more for you. All right. 1 Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Why? Why was Jabez more honorable? It tells you. He called on the God of Israel saying, Oh Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. So God granted him what he requested. That prayer, Lord God enlarge my territory, I've prayed it most days for the last 14 years. Most days. Guess what? My territory just keeps expanding, expanding, expanding. Why don't you try that? Why don't you just ask God on a daily basis? God enlarge my territory. Friends, I'll tell you, it's a prayer he'll answer. Do you know why? He's got a lost world that he wants to reach. And anybody who'll say, God, here I am, enlarge my territory. God said, you're in. I'll anoint you, I'll help you, I'll flow through you, I'll minister through you. Dare to ask God for more territory. Isaiah 54 verse two. Enlarge the place of your tent. 
Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Strong words. Don't spare. Stretch. Lengthen. Move out. Then it says here, it says, um, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Let them stretch you. That's me. I'm the them. I'm here to stretch you. I want to stretch you and push you to go further and to take more territory for God. See, most of us need stretching. Most of us need pushing. Otherwise, we lose our roar. If no one is challenging us for more, we're going to sit at home on our lazy boy with our cup of tea and, you know, wife cooking us food and bringing us, you know, looking, you know, grapes and uh, in the way it is in my household anyway. And just, you know, giving my feet a rub and all, you know. That's, you know it's, but friends, that's not what you're made for. You're not made just for that. You've got to roar inside of you. You're the lion of the tribe of Judah. Wants to get out. Give him a chance to do something in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Someone almost clapped. Almost. We almost got a clap. <laughs> Thank you, whoever that was trying. I really appreciate that. <clears throat> what about Psalm 119.32? You enlarge my heart. This is the core. See, in this month of mission, I believe God, the spirit of transformation is here. God's gonna transform us. He's gonna open our hands more, heal our hands, our eyes, our mouths, but also our hearts. He's gonna expand our hearts to capture the heart of God. See, how big is your heart, friends? I used to say to the Lord, anywhere but India. Anywhere but India. He didn't listen to me. I used to get for depressed for three weeks before every mission trip. You ask my wife, at least three weeks, sometimes more. Depressed. I did not want to go anywhere. I liked my lazy boy. But God wouldn't let me go. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let me dull the roar that was within me to go. You see, friends, some of you are saying, no, nah, never. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And maybe you won't. But if you allow the Spirit of God to have His way, you probably will. Don't ever say never. <laughs> Allow God to lead you by his spirit. I prefer to stay inside the four walls of the church, but I can't. So you're gonna see some slides coming up right now. Some people have a vision for a local church. That's our local church, it's great, but it's too small. Others have a vision for their community. That's getting a bit better, going out into the community, rich people. Other people have a vision for a city, maybe for the city, city of Auckland. So you're getting out there a bit now. You say, man, yeah, I want to reach that city for Jesus. I want to reach Auckland City. But friends, it's still too small. There's a bigger roar in you than that. <clears throat> Others have a vision for a nation. I want to impact a nation. New Zealand, God, give me New Zealand. You cry, you pray, you say, God, give me New Zealand. And that's a great vision to have, but it's still too small. Some people have a vision for a continent. Maybe yours is Africa, could be Asia, could be South America, could be somewhere else. And boy, we're starting to stretch it out a bit now, aren't we? Enlarging our hearts, it's getting a bit bigger. This is, this is getting there, we're getting there. We're not just in the four walls of a church or a community, even a city's not enough. We want more, we want that more than that. We want a, <clears throat> a nation, <clears throat> but a continent, but it's still too small, friends. Ultimately, God wants us to have a vision for the entire globe. Why, friends? Why? For God so loved the world. He didn't just say New Zealand or your church. It's not all there. What's missing? There, there it is, right there in the corner. Get some new glasses. 
All right. The whole world, the whole world, friends, and let God enlarge your heart. Let Him expand your heart because for God so loved the world. People say to me, Tap, what nation do you have a burden for? I said, give me a nation. Uganda, I've got a burden for it. Tanzania, got a burden for it. Brazil, got a burden for it. Venezuela, got a burden for it. Canada, I've got a burden for it. Australia, I've got a burden for it. You know, Africa, I've got a burden for it. Kenya, I've got a burden for it. Whatever nation you want to name, Cuba, I've got a burden for it, friends. Every nation on the planet, for God so loved the There's a roar in you. Friends, until you let that roar out, I'm telling you, you will never be satisfied. There'll always be a sense of, God, I was made for more than this. God, why aren't I fulfilled? Why aren't I satisfied? I've got a nice house, a nice car, a nice family. I've got money. I've got everything I could ever have wanted, Lord. But gosh, God, there's something's missing. It's because there's this roar. And God will not let you be happy or fulfilled until you capture his heart for a lost and a dying world. See, the apostolic equips and releases the apostolic dimension in every believer. See, every one of you has got an apostolic dimension in you. Why? Jesus was an apostle, agreed? Holy Spirit was apostolic, came from heaven to earth. Both are in you. There's an apostolic dimension in you to enlarge your territory and to expand wherever you are. The pastoral anointing or the anointing of a pastor is primarily to focus on the people and their needs. And that's fantastic. We need that. That's the anointing of a pastor. The apostolic anointing gets people centered on God's call upon their life to conquer territory for Jesus. That's the difference, friends. What's happened in the church around the globe is that the the pastor teacher has begun to dominate and that they need to be there but not at the expense of the others that have to be there as well. And that's why we have New Zealand and beyond, to shift the church back from just being pastor who's just concerned about the flock and the people and maybe the community to the whole apostolic dimension that wants to roar and win a world for Jesus Christ and fulfill the Great Commission. There was a church that often had no pastor. If someone was sick, they called a deacon to anoint him with oil. Just shows you how God can use anyone. And many who were given up to die were healed by this deacon. So they said to the deacon, did God ask you to do this? They said, no, church asked me to do it. He said, do you have an anointing, any sort of calling for this? He said, not that I know of. Do you have any kind of anointing? He said, don't think so. He said, I'm just a farmer. Friends, he just stepped out. He stepped out and got involved, started praying for the sick. And saw masses healed, many unbelievers healed by God's power. You see, there was an anointing in him to conquer new territory. And I know there are people sitting here right now, and that same anointing is on you to see a lot of people healed by God's power. A lot of unsaved healed, incurables healed. It's on some of you. You can't have a crowd like this, and it's, it's, it's on some of you. I just would hope that you can find out, is that you? Because, or else, is that you, or are you still locked in that cage? Oh, no, it could never be me. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not to do that, but maybe it's to do something else. You never know what God may have called you to do. The apostolic anointing carries an anointing to break through. 
It's a breakthrough anointing. I, I really like this part of it. That's why it's good to be an apostolic church because that's where the breakthrough anointing rests. It says in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and God has appointed these in the church. First, everyone say first apostles. Mm, second prophets, third teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. See, there's, you know, in an army there are ranks. How many of you know that? There's ranks in an army. Well, there's also rank in the army of God. There's rank. Uh, there are different ranks in the spirit, even though we're all equal in Christ. But the apostle has the highest rank in the spirit. Doesn't mean he's better. Doesn't mean they're superior. Doesn't mean she's superior. You know, every believer has a rank to cast out demons. We know that from Mark 16. But see, the apostolic anointing has an anointing or an authority in the spirit to break through. And so that, that, that anointing can release breakthrough in its people. So you go into a church that has that mantling. And so when a church receives an apostle, an apostle will see breakthroughs they couldn't see before. Because you receive of that mantle that's on the apostle. That's why coming to New Zealand Beyond is so important. Because you have apostles come in this place who are conquering territory all over the planet. And they come and they impart into you something of that apostolic dimension to break through. So then you can break through in your family. That's why those people fill in those forms. We're starting to see a lot of these people get saved. And some of you have seen more people say, but you're not telling us about it. So please let us know, because I've heard stories, but I'm not getting the information so I can share with you. But what's that about? You see, see, uh, Glenn Bertot has an apostolic mantling on him, friends. So you sit under his ministry. You know, there's a sickle in our hands. How did we pick that up? Well, it was an impartation from the apostle that we received into the house. That's why New Zealand Beyond is so powerful for you and I. If you've not registered for next year, sign up today. It's the price has gone up, but still sign up anyway. And you, there's another price there. But that's, you see, you, we all say, receive a prophet and you get a prophet's reward, right? Yeah. Receive a pastor, you get a pastor's reward. Great. Receive an apostle, you get the apostle's reward. That's the roar. That's the enlargement. That's the expansion. That's taking new territory for Jesus. Is anyone with me today? Is it, is it all right? Or do you want us to just get the cage out and lock you all up in there? And throw the keys into the water. <laughs> so that's why Church Unlimited, this is not a boast, but we're always starting new ministries because we have a breakthrough anointing to conquer new territory. That's why we have the, the radio and the magazine and then, you know, we added the TV to that and there's a Cambodia church planting base. There's New Zealand Beyond, Auckland, Christchurch. There's a city church. You know, and there's a New Zealand, there's Pakistan and Beyond, all that sort of, we just keep expanding, expanding and expanding, but you haven't seen anything yet. Wait till we get going. We are just warming up. This plane at Church Unlimited is on the runway. All right, we've been getting ready for 20 years. We're on the runway. We're starting to zoom down the runway and we're about to launch into a whole new stratosphere. It's true. It's true. God will do it. The apostolic is an international anointing. It's international. Pastor has anointed for a local church, local region. Acts 1.8 says, being witnesses to the outermost parts of the earth. You see, our anointing is to touch the world. It cannot be contained to a cage, a local church, a city community. It cannot be contained. See, on this place is an anointing to touch the world, to touch the world. We just have to step into it, flow with it, and let God do what he wants to do. 
See, the apostolic prepares believers with a vision to reach the world. And what God's doing across the globe now is he's raising up a new, re, a ble, a new breed, a new breed of believers and Christians who have upon them an anointing to touch nations. So this is not just friends for the leaders. It's not just for people like me. See, there's an apostolic dimension in every born again believer. Should you dare to believe it? An anointing to touch many people. An anointing even to touch the nations of the world. Don't limit yourself. You see, over the centuries, there's been a shift away from mission to focusing primarily on church life. But God is right now changing that because he's got a world to reach that he loves. And until that world is reached, Jesus is not coming back. We say, Jesus, come, and he says, no, you go. Jesus, come, no, no, you go, and I'm not coming till you go. We've got to go into all the world, friends. Prayer releases the apostolic anointing, Luke 10, verse two. Then he said to them, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest, send out laborers into the harvest. The key to releasing laborers, the key to the apostolic anointing is prayer. That's why right around the world, God's raising up the, the greatest prayer movement there has ever been. In some countries, there's 40, 50,000 gathering in stadiums to pray and seek the face of God. The body of Christ is starting to come together. The church is coming to its finest hour. We're gonna see the greatest revival and harvest this world has ever seen. And the display of God's power will way exceed the early church. Read through the book of Acts. It's nothing compared to what God is about to do on his planet. He loves it. He's gonna reach it. And you and I are invited to be a part of that great army of God around the world. There's a man in the, with a, and a, there's a man, the crown, and a, mission month is to draw our attention to fulfilling the great commission from our street, our family, to distant nations, wherever you are on that spectrum. There's no greater purpose as the musicians would please come there's no greater purpose to pour every ounce of your energy and your finances into. This is the heart of God. This is the mission of God. I believe every believer will be released to minister in supernatural power. As you engage in mission, as you get out of the cage, as you begin to roar for Jesus, you will enjoy fulfillment and breakthrough beyond your dreams. When you join with God's heart, listen, when you join with God's heart, He fills you with Himself. And that, friends, is the greatest treasure of all. As you engage with God's broken heart for a lost world. As you embrace for God so loved the world. As you allow your heart to be enlarged. God will begin to fill you with himself more than ever before. Do you know every so often, God allows me to feel his heart. It's unbelievable at times. 
Let's just sense what's touching his heart, often to do with his will. It's a month of transformation. God's gonna change people's lives, I just know that. Hands are gonna be healed to be more open. Eyes are gonna be opened, healed to see more clearly the needs of our world. Mouths are gonna be healed to share Jesus, to invite. And hearts are gonna be healed to be enlarged and embrace the heart of God. Holy Spirit, <clears throat> enlarge our hearts to embrace you in greater measure, to embrace your heart for this world. Lord, do a work by your Spirit, we pray. Over these few weeks, transform us from glory to glory. Lord, help us to get out of our cages. And Lord, let the lion of the tribe of Judah roar once again. We'll help you, Lord, to reach your world for Jesus. I'm gonna head off to the city. I think it'd be good to sing Breathe On Us. As we sing it, why don't you ask God to breathe on you? He wants to do so much more in all of our lives and it's all connected with this mission. Hey, thank you so much, everybody, for coming this morning. Thank you for listening being a part of Church Unlimited. Don't forget the visitors' lunch afterwards as well. Sign up for life groups. Please do come for the youth service tonight. There's some fa fantastic things happening among our youth. I'm a passionate supporter of the next generations coming through. That's, that's our hope. They're, they're the leaders of the future. We've got to, friends, we've got to do everything we can. Why don't you enlarge your heart to support our young people? You know, just have a greater passion for the, our kids and our young ones that are coming through and say, God, I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna shout for the next generation. I'll be here in the front row. Whatever they do up in the front, they'll hear my voice because I wanna encourage them. I wanna inspire them. I want them to step up into all that God's got for them. I want them to have 10 times more anointing than I would ever carry because there's a whole world that's gonna need the next generations to reach our world for Jesus Christ. God bless you, love you all. Hopefully we'll see you tonight.